I was reading the intro. Um, or maybe not. We'll just keep going. All right, see if she's back from her technical difficulties. Um, again, Frisian's gone this week out at the DRC event. If you're there, make sure you say hi to him. He is a representing tally in the DAO ecosystem as a whole. Um, so that'd be fun for sure. CHG, how are you this week? How have things been? Um, we were, we were talking about how slow it is, but how have you been? Um, yeah. Um, things have been slow online, but things have been fast. IRL, I had a, I had a fall this week. Um, not a boomer, but had a fall. You know, glass in my leg. So. It's a bit of recovery, but to be fair, people are giving me their like condolences, and it's all the more reason to just chill on the couch um, and grind some Netflix. So and work, of course. Um, so <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Officially on the record as working. Um, I love it. Um, this week we're just gonna kind of run through the tally Twitter. Um, we've we've kind of turned into a place to just elevate all of the the down news that's happening in the space relative to tally and to just the data system as a whole. Um, you know, we're, we're highlighting a lot of, of the on-chain DAO. So most of what we highlight on the tally Twitter is related to tally because we are supporting the on-chain DAOs, but on the subject of on-chain, we had a, a, a brand new project dropped this week and last week. Something we've been working on for a while. CHG has actually been, you know, leading this, this initiative is, revamping the tally docs and it, it's kind of turned into you know it is branded as tally but it's turned into um you're kind of your one-stop shop for everything you know dallas whether you're learning how to launch a DAO on chain or whether you want to improve or upgrade your governance to include more robust and complicated governance mechanisms the tally docs are the spot for that we'll, we'll cover it a little bit more as we go through that but we had yeah, I'm kind of like the epitome of the entire, the entire, you know, doc project in one little graphic that I posted on Tally Twitter. If you're not watching, it's uh, on chain versus off chain. Um, a little, little graphic kind of just showing, um, you know, what's the difference between on chain and off chain when it comes to governance for a DAO. We made this to, you know, keep it super, super shareable so that, you know, if you need to explain to someone what is the difference and why you should care about on chain versus off chain, um, you have it. You know, the on-chain graphics very simple from, from the beginning to the end. Everything's on-chain, on-chain proposal, on-chain vote, transactions executed. That's as simple as it is with, you know, running on-chain. Off-chain, you have an off-chain proposal, off-chain vote. And then once you reach consensus off-chain, which again, the, the entire time you're off-chain, you know, there's nothing binding. You have to have this social trust. This, you're introducing this social trust factor, which is humans and humans there or human error is, you know, the biggest issue with social trust. And then you, that goes to a multi-sig and the multi-sig, you have to trust the multi-sig, which is usually, you know, as little as three, sometimes nine people to take the off-chain vote, the off-chain sentiment and execute it on-chain. And if, you know, something, I think every controversy maybe ever we've talked about on Dow Talk over the past year and a half has come with um, something being voted on on snapshot which is off chain and then the multi-sig um or the the people that are actually executing the the dial actions on chain are not following it and then you know we're coming in retroactively saying well it, i mean it was off chain if you understand what it was like you, you wouldn't be so upset so um it's pretty crazy like i mean this did extremely well on twitter which i'm not surprised by but I think, uh, especially as the DAO ecosystem grows and we start to onboard more people, this graphic, this concept is going to be something that I think even five, 10 years from now, 
I mean, hopefully not, but we're going to have to be like, you know, like really beating a dead horse and like, you know, solidifying it in people's brains. Like this is why we are like on-chain zealots and we're constantly pushing the on-chain narrative. Yeah, I love the simplicity of this graphic um, and the how like social trust is in red too. I think um, it's important to realize that like you can like and sort of like trust in the vague abstract sense how you would say maybe you trust your friend. Um, you can trust the multi-sig owners or the other DAO you're partnering with. But the social trust and like admin multi-sig signing to actually execute a DAO vote when it's maybe not in the favor of the people who are signing um, that multi-sig is really, really large. Um, I brought up this before when I worked at Index Hoop. We signed um, like, or we, I guess, were meant to sign a partnership with Forefront. We were going to launch a token um, with them. It passed on Snapshot. And then um, we had a great relationship with them, right? I would say there was some degree of social trust where you would use it in like the real world um, term there. But in the end, it wasn't there in, I guess, like the DAO glossary um, use of social trust. And we didn't pass. Um, we didn't create that product, even though it passed on Snapshot. They were devastated and it was a whole falling out, um, which is fair enough. But yeah, that graphic, like simplicity is... I think even more meaningful than if you were to explain deeply, like, here's why social trust, blah, 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 blah. It, it should be, um, you know, that like you trust them to execute things that might not be in their favor, um, which is a bit gnarlier than may seem. Yeah. I think it's, like, that's a great point because you bring up like, it's a, like fallout of all of that. And I don't think on chain, you know, executing on or like doing everything on chain eliminates that, like, those hard feelings, but it takes them off chain to the point where like they have to be settled before any business gets done. And I think that's important. It's like, Hey, we're, we're going to hash all this out. That way there's not any false expectations, right? Like, um, and I don't know if, if you agree, but I think a lot of those hard feelings maybe, you know, or devastation would have been mitigated if it, from the get go they were brought up or if the, there was never a like, preconceived notion this is going to just going to go pass all the way through so um it seems like very intuitive but like people are refused to use the tech that's being built yeah totally there's a standard in so many DAOs that like most proposals pass because they're so manicured um before they actually do pass especially like when you're working with very professional, like, um, for example, I was talking with like gauntlet people the other day, like they're very professional risk managers. Um, so when they put up a proposal, um, here's how we're going to change the parameters for the month. It's unsurprising that it passes without too much controversy. Um, but sometimes that sort of becomes a standard in DAOs where you think everybody's very professional and this should all just go through, um, because it's been talked about behind closed doors. But um, when those sort of things pass, a lot of them aren't um, agreed upon behind closed doors like you might think they are. Um, and that's where the social trust comes in. And that's why it's important to be on chain, because that actually forces things to happen. And it's sort of like a say it to my face um, forcing mechanism, which I think is a good thing in DAOs, but also just in companies in general. Like um, if you want something to happen, you need to be upfront about it. Um, otherwise there's ways that it can not go your way. And that's 
although it's very unfair in a lot of ways, it's like, well, it was off chain, right? So how are we too surprised? Yeah, like, on chain's kind of like the adult in the room. Um, and it's very like, it runs counter to like the degenerate counterculture of like crypto world. But like, I don't think it eliminates it. It just, it silos that whether you believe it's negative or positive to a different arena. And I think um, that's good, right? I think you can have both, but I think when it comes to like, you know, onboarding mainstream users and mainstream use cases, like non-speculative use cases, you know, there needs to be an adult in the room. And I think, uh, or I, I think I believe it's a fact that, you know, on-chain governance, on-chain DAOs, doing everything in a transparent on-chain way is that adult in the room. Um, and I think we see that as, you know, post FTX, post scandals, everyone migrates towards moving on chain in small ways or big ways, but, you know, like you don't have to go completely, you know, super decentralized, like something like the Arbitrum DAO, but you can, you can start to move on chain, um, and, and, and limit those, those errors as, as much as possible in the beginning. So I feel like we, or, you know, it's crazy. I feel like we talk about that every episode, but I think that's kind of like maybe the status of on-chain versus off-chain debate or, or culture that, you know, something we're going to be talking about for the significant future. I mean, I, I feel like I've had the same deja vu, same you little know, rant with Frisian since the beginning, but it is what it is. That's the industry we work in. That's the industry we're trying to change. So still bullish, still bullish. <laughs> Yeah, That's I mean, my easy. opinion is like, if it's, if it's, I mean, yeah, maybe this is controversial. My opinion's like, the only reason you'd put it off chain is if you want a way out just in case it doesn't go your way. I think it's very shady, um, having like worked where I've worked before and having worked off chain. It's, there's like, if you actually were going to go with the community's vote, you put it on chain. IMO. Yeah. Um, you're, it like it removes the stakes if you don't put it on chain, right? But then it like, like completely. To, there are no yeah, stakes. Yeah, and then it but it, it it forces you to have integrity, right? Which all of us can like oh, oh under like underline like it's just like it's crazy we're having this conversation because if you're like if you're listening to this, you probably agree and you're like, yeah, duh, obviously. Yeah, that's why we're listening to a podcast about doubts. But I think the majority of people in the space don't agree with that and you know, how do we fix that? Right. You know, so by just ramming it down their throats for the nth <laughs> that's week in the row. Do. That's one way to do it for sure. I think <laughs> they hear it for the 10th time. They're like, you know what? Actually. <laughs> yeah. I think like ramming it down the throats in like a, in a subtler way of like, look at the, the businesses or the DAOs that are thriving, you know, in two to three years from now, they're all going to be on chain. Um, so get on the boat or don't like we don't care like we see what's happening behind the scenes on tally's side on like uh, money being transferred on tally and operations happening on tally and the prerequisite to op- operate on tally is being on chain and using having a governor so uh the ram is coming <laughs> we will ram it down your throats and uh it's so aggressive in a in a online advertising culture way but just know like it's happening on a protocol level as well so Speaking of protocol level upgrades, pulled together, who was part of delegation week. And just so you know, if, if you are, if you have pool, uh, 
You can delegate it for free on Tally right now. So if you're part of the pool ecosystem and you want to get involved in the DAO, but maybe you don't want to be as hands-on and you know checking every proposal, you can delegate your tokens for free on Tally. Um, we'll link the tweet that we're talking about right now in the show notes so that you can, there's like, like two or three step guide. It takes two or three minutes to figure out how to delegate your pool for free, but pulled together upgraded from governor alpha which is the original compound governor um contract the like og voting on chain like we just talked all about voting on chain um governor alpha is the original contract from open zeppelin we've talked about it almost every episode they upgraded from governor alpha to a version of governor bravo and what that means is it just gives them the ability to integrate with um the dao ecosystem that is consistently growing and in creating new tools for instance like scope lifts flexible voting um and some other things so it was it was more of a, like a security risk um governor alpha is not you know at risk for anything but like it, it's been battle tested but um upgrading from governor alpha to governor governor bravo and eventually i believe governor charlie i don't know if that's 100 being implemented across the ecosystem but um it increases like operational power flexibility for the dow like i said they can upgrade to um tooling companies like tally and other tooling companies that are using some of the more you know flexible i keep saying flexible but more uh i don't want to know what the word is no i'm blanking there's there's more opportunity to add different capabilities to the DAO. Um, Governor Alpha is very basic, not in a bad way, but it's it's very simple in what it can do because it is the original DAO contract from like four or five years ago. Um, Governor Bravo is more composable. There's more to be done. Um, I'm not saying pull together wants to do a ton of crazy things with their governance, but it gives them the ability the ability to in the future because if they wanted to in the future but they were still on governor alpha they would have to go through this entire vote proposal um and then get it passed and have the the protocol be upgraded um and also it protects them from mvv attacks which um i believe it, it wasn't a deficiency in governor alpha but um the way the dow function it, it offered them up for the, the possibility of mvv attacks so cool to see from pool CHG, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. It's just a pretty basic upgrade, um, but it's it's cool to see like on-chain governance is consistently being upgraded and fine-tuned. Um, we're not just like, okay, we're on-chain, that's it. You know, the ecosystem's growing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing too nuanced, but um, like you said, even if Pull Together is not like making massive governance updates right now, it's cool to be like adaptable um in the future where you don't have to instigate all of this like somewhat complex upgrade to governor bravo when you're thinking of adding like flexible voting extensions or something um required by an upgraded system um so yeah good to do beforehand and yeah. also like free delegation is massive in the future so good stuff yeah for sure for sure. Uniswap had a proposal this week to start using the Arbitrum airdrop that Uniswap received. So the Arbitrum DAO, if you've not familiar, did an airdrop, I believe three or four months ago at this point. Um, and Uniswap has a bunch of ARB tokens, but they hadn't been delegated to be able to be used, um, to vote in the DAO and to, you know, operate. So big proposal this week to, oh, it's pending execution. So it passed. We had, uh, 50 million votes for a good amount against 5.52 million against gfx labs one of the higher profile delegates um voted against it um so yeah i mean pr pretty 
pretty standard, pretty straightforward. Um, this, this will go on chain in a couple of days, maybe even today, um, in order to allow the, the Uniswap Foundation to use their ARP tokens to vote in the DAO. Pretty cool. It's cool to see like DAOs. I know this is like a controversial subject, like some, some large, you know, delegates on Twitter think DAOs shouldn't be delegates. Um, I fall on the side of they should be able, not be able to, but like, I think they're always going to be able to, but it's more of like two ways of kosher. Is it accepted? Should this happen? Um, but I think if, if everything's going well behind the scenes, um, why not? Yeah. In Xcube, we did a lot of that because we held so many tokens because they would be like in our indices, um, that it was really cool to have like an influencer across, uh, the like governance state, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree that Uniswap should definitely be putting them to work. I also think like if you earn the tokens, right, as they did, uh, via the airdrop, then they should be able to do with them to make, you know, decisions that benefit Uniswap. Um, and if you, think like that a DAO shouldn't have them, then a DAO should never participate in another DAO, um, which is probably harmful to the ecosystem as a whole. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Again, we're scrolling through the Twitter. Um, we version a great tree from Vision around the tally docs, kind of marketing it as a one sub shop for everything on chain governance. It really is. Which we'll is click through real quick. We'll just look at CHG's beautiful work on the docs page. You have everything from what is Tally? How to navigate the platform? Adding a data Tally, delegating, proposing. I think the the my favorite part of this talks um, is the DAO best practices because that kind of underlies everything we're saying on this pod. And you know what, what we do at Tally um, is DAO best practices. Um, it's something that's a little bit harder to um, enforce because you know on chain is on chain, but how DAOs are operated behind the scenes. Um, is you know unique to each individual and each group but there is you know a framework we've seen and developed um and taken the best of over the past three or four years of like you know watching um DAOs come and go because there are a lot that come and go and there are a few that remain and have billion dollar treasuries and, and are successful and um are doing great relative to what you think great is um, so we've we've condensed that into a nice little docs page so you can scroll through if you're thinking about starting a DAO um, or just want to join one and, you know, make your DAO better. So CHG, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like going through the whole process of upgrading the docs. Um, like wh- what have you, any like thoughts or, or things to, you know, obviously like I kind of just explained like why we think it's important, but any like little nuggets of wisdom you would, you would give to the people. Yeah, um, the docs was project was really interesting because it was sort of like a time traveling through tally since the docs had last been updated. Um, some of them several years ago. Um, I'll highlight too, like if you scroll down on the left, there's the education ses- s- section, and um, that's all about uh, DAOs um, and on-chain governance. I was by the end of the project, I was thinking of tally's docs as like a on-chain governance um, sort of walkthrough rather than just a tally walkthrough because so much of on-chain governance happens on tally. And then also we go beyond tally um, in this like intro to governance, general ecosystem info, like what are these little like small things about governance? When I first got into DAOs and even like on-chain um, governance or like 
doing things with your crypto. Um, I was so confused. Uh, seriously. I mean, this is years ago at this point, but I felt like I had nowhere to go and this would have definitely helped me. Um, there's also this like index of DAOs, which I think will be really helpful. Just putting all that information into one place. Some DAOs, like so many DAOs are on tally, right? So many massive ones. Um, and that were also not on tally when these docs were created, which is cool. Um, but then there's also a lot of DAOs not on tally. And I think if you read through these, um, DAO, the like index of DAOs, you see why is that DAO not on tally? Um, and then you can make your own decision about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Tally doesn't have to say, you know, it's like wrong for X DAO, MakerDAO to be, to not be on tally. You can read through the doc about MakerDAO, um, to kind of get some insight, um, into why that is. And whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about DAOs. I think they, the index of DAOs, they like offer a lot of insight into what's going on behind the scenes, um, of these DAOs, whether they're on tally or not. And then also the docs as a whole is like massive. We saw when I was going through some of them, like for SEO, um, and trying to get more backlinks to the tally actual site. It was interesting to see what was really hitting and what was like less clicked on. The Tally API is one of the biggest links to the Tally website um, of anything, which is really interesting. You can see a massive bump in when the Tally API was released just a few months ago of people using it. Um, and then beyond that, I think this stuff about delegating and actually setting up your DAO on Tally with screenshots is is really helpful. I remember using it myself when I was setting up a DAO um, on Tally ages ago. So now uh, looking at it with all these updated screenshots where it's like exactly what you need to do, like click the top right and there's a, you know, arrow pointing to that top right button. I think it should really ease um, getting through creating a DAO from zero to one. And they're only going to be upgraded from here. So that's good. One of the big OKRs to the end of the year is... Updating, upgrading, and improving. Um, so yeah, happy to hear feedback as well. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Um, we're super excited to see this proliferate throughout the ecosystem, and we'll be treating a lot more, you know, graphics from the from the docs and, and reminding people of you know having the resource there and, and using it, actually using it when you're launching a DAO. Um, pretty sweet. A couple more things before we sign off for the week. Security councils are starting to pop off. Um, we've mentioned before we're building out um, a security council interface for Arbitrum DAO security. For Arbitrum DAO security council election coming up in just a few weeks, actually. I think September 15th is when it starts. And um, security council is just an extra layer of protection for the DAO. If something malicious gets passed through the DAO for some reason, there is a safeguard of elected officials or elected, elected delegates within the DAO who are able to override that um, vote, but they don't, they aren't able to override that vote unilaterally. The multi-sig has to vote on it or the security council has to vote on it by itself um, to veto that. So Arbitrum's kind of leading the way with that. Um, but I know Rari Dow passed something this week or announced something this week around the intent to launch their own security or establish a security council. So we're starting to see it pick up in DAOs, which is, which is pretty exciting. And I'm sure we'll have more information around how, um, security council elections work in the future as we start to see them, um, happen on tally. Remember, that's a little bit different than just voting and passing a proposal on tally. That's why we're having to build out a new interface for them. But 
new feature for DAOs, a new iteration from DAOs as they grow and kind of expand and, and adapt to different use cases. And then last thing from this week, we have a IRL event coming up in a few weeks in New York City. Um, it's going to be at Reception Bar, which is a really, really sweet, trendy little bar in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. If you're going to be in New York for, um, sorry, Mainnet, for all the events happening that week, we're going to be throwing a, a pretty intimate get-together. It's only going to be about 45, 50 people. We're going to have an NFT launch later uh, in the Come in the month. I think it's next, next week we're launching, um, that can get you access to that event. It's a three hour event, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Thursday, September 21st. Um, super excited to see everyone in person and, and mingle and talk decentralized governance, talk DAOs, talk the future of Tally, the future of your protocol. Um, it's a great time to, you know, meet the team behind Tally, CEO, CTO, GGM team, the engineers. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, if you're interested and want to get in or maybe, you know, sneak in and you're listening to this, if you're listening to the very end of Dow Talk, you are a hardcore listener and maybe we can get you in for free, maybe get you on the whitelist for the NFT drop um, so that you can come to the event if you're going to be in NYC. Um, super excited for that. Look out for some more um, content around that. I'll be tweeting that out today, tomorrow, all next week. CHG will be there as well. She's making her way back across the pond, back to the homeland. Um, super excited about it. Yep. First time in America in a few years. Um, so wow. it should be good. I'm very excited also for the, the yuzu cocktails um, and the vegan dumplings I saw on the menu. Um, so we're, we're so excited. We're trying to find some form of like entertainment or something of the like to do with the event, like not just a, you know, sit and chatting type of thing. So, yeah, me and Tommy are on it, which is good. The Zoomers are in charge. As they should be. Let the Zoomers be in charge of the the cultural moments. Yeah, great. I'm excited to see you, CHE, in person for the first time. Um, me and Frisian will meet CHE in, the, in person for the first time. Maybe we'll record it, make a moment out of it. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I think we should do some of those, like, you know when – in the heights of people are always surprising. I think a good TikTok would be like, how tall do you think this person is? Like, how tall, how tall, tall? And then it's like, I am this height. And we can do it for, for the various characters oh in the room. I, we should. I'm not sure. Do you, do you, know, yeah. do you know how tall Raph is? Yeah, he's massive. Yeah. He's like, oh, I saw him. He's like seven feet tall. Frisian told me he looks like a model. <laughs> it's like, he, he really does. Yeah, yeah he does. Like tall and lanky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. This is Dow Talk episode. I think this is 54, 53 or 54. I'm not sure. They all blur together at this <laughs> point. Um, we'll be back next week for either episode 54, 55, whichever one that is. Frisian will be back with his findings from the DRC event at Stanford, talking with, you know, legit senators and, and kissing, kissing babies. What's the thing? like, I don't know. I forget what it's saying in like politics. But anyway, this has been Dow Talk. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.